Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Thursday, July 7th, 2022, and we are looking today at Proverbs chapter 21 as we continue our journey this summer through the book of Proverbs chapter by chapter. I hope you guys are having a great week, heading towards the weekend. Um, Kind of a short week this week with the July 4th holiday at the beginning of the week, so maybe it I mean, if you're like me, it's my days have been mixed up every day this week. <laughs> Tuesday feels like Monday. Wednesday feels like Thursday. It's just today's wait. What's today? Friday? No, today's Thursday. Okay, I'm so confused. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this is the uh, fourth week after Pentecost, and so I have been putting the daily readings down in the episode notes for you. So. If you want to continue on reading in the uh, the weekly readings or daily readings, along with the Christian calendar, those are available for you in the episode notes. Just look down there. You should be able to find uh, the daily readings. And so the theme, which is, I love this theme, the theme for the fourth week after Pentecost is the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. It's from Luke 19, verse 10. That's the theme for the whole week. Man, the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. I'm sure glad he did. Amen? Yeah, came to seek and to save us. Well, we're going to jump in. Let's do this. Proverbs 21, just loading our minds with more and more wisdom. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Let's read what the Word of the Lord has to say to us today. Maybe the Lord will speak to you. You know this is. It's unscripted, unplanned. We just you know, spontaneously read and see what the Lord has to say to us from His Word. The only thing bad about Proverbs, a whole chapter, is it's a lot, (laughs) right? It's just a lot. There's so many good things in there. I mean, uh, as we've said before, I mean, it's like just rapid-fire wisdom. Just wisdom coming at you like rapid-fire, so it's hard to Sometimes just pick one thing out because there's so much in it. So, But let's do it. Proverbs 21, verse 1. In the Lord's hand, the king's heart is a stream of water that he channels toward all who please him. Hmm. The, uh, so the Lord, the Lord can use those in authority to stream blessing towards those who please him. Yeah, that's awesome. He, the, uh, in the Lord's hand, the king's heart is a stream of water that channels that he channels toward all who please him. Wow. Yeah. He, I mean, who's the ultimate king? king? The Lord is the ultimate king, and he can use uh, lesser kings to do his uh, good work. He can use uh, kings of kings of this world to accomplish his purposes and to channel blessing. 
towards those who love him. It reminds me of, uh, you know, Potiphar, Joseph and Potiphar, the story uh, uh, in Genesis. Joseph was uh, elevated to uh, Potiphar's court, and God used uh, Potiphar not only to bless Joseph, but an entire nation. In the Lord's hand, the king's heart is a stream of water that channels towards those who please him. Verse 2. A person may think their own ways are right. Wait, let me hold on. Let me get back over there. Here's a good promise for you, man. Sometimes you, you, you got to realize that God can use a lot of different sources to send blessing and provision into our life, right? That's the reminder. It's like God, God can use a lot of things. He uses, he, not he can, he does. God uses a lot of different sources. Uh, actually, let me say it this way. God uses a lot of different streams. Uh, of which he is the source <laughs> that provides blessing and provision to our lives. Sometimes we uh, we want to we 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 worship the source, but our we worship the stream. But we got to remember who the source is. You know, you, the stream may be your boss, it may be a client, and we should be thankful for them and respectful of them and all of that. But they're the streams of provision. The source of provision is who? It's the Lord. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So right now, you know, I'm employed by Bayside Church. I'm employed by Regent University. My wife is employed by a couple of different employers. Those are all streams of income. We, we use that term, right? Streams of income or streams of blessing or streams of provision. But the source of all of those streams is the Lord. Yeah. Verse 2. A person may think their own ways are right, but the Lord weighs the heart. Mm -hmm. We need the Lord to weigh our heart, right? This is the we've, that same thing. Same thing we've talked about. That same thing. <laughs> that same thing. Just, oh, man. Pronunciate, Terry. That's the same thing we've been saying about it. The heart is deep waters, right? Like we read, I think it was last week, yesterday. It takes, it takes a person of insight to draw out those deep waters. And a person may think their own ways are right, but they aren't. But the Lord weighs the heart. It's the Lord. Only the Lord can truly discern the human heart. Verse 3, to do what is right and just is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Hmm. To do it, right, more than religious uh, services that we perform, offering sacrifices, tithing our money, volunteering, more than all of those religious duties, getting our religious uh, ticket punched, getting our perfect attendance star, or in, its, in, the, in the context of the Old Testament, more than bringing these animal sacrifices and making the journeys, the three journeys every year, uh, for the sacred festivals, more than all of those sacrifices required in accommodating those re religious practices, more than that, what God is after is that we do, we do what is right and just on a day-to-day -day basis. More than our, you know, our 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 attendance on Sunday, once a month, <laughs> as, as valuable as that is, more than that. It's our day in and day out, Monday through Friday, Monday or sorry, Monday through Monday through seven days a week, every day, every day, 
doing the right thing, doing what is right and doing what is just. That's good. Verse 4, haughty eyes and a proud heart, the unplowed field of the wicked produce sin. Hmm. Wow, the unplowed field of the wicked produce sin. That's that uh, that idea of being uh, not reflective, right? Like not 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 rep- not being a to plow our field spiritually. Uh, the way how do we do that? Through repentance, through a regular diet of self reflection and repentance. So when we uh, when we don't plow our own field, when we don't tend to our own hearts through repentance, through confession, then it produces sin. Haughty eyes and a proud heart. I don't, I'm fine. I don't, you know, I'm better than them. I'm better than them. I got a proud, I'm, I've got this all figured out. Uh, I've got no weaknesses. I've got no blind spots. You know, that's an unplowed field. What What's produced in an unplowed field? Sin. Haughty eyes and a proud heart. The unplowed field of the wicked produce sin. Verse five, the plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. Oof. Mm. Some people, you know, want to you know, uh, diss the idea of you know planning and and diligently leading and uh, being thorough. Um, but plans, the plans of the diligent lead to profit, as surely as haste leads to poverty. Hasty decisions lead to poverty, man. <laughs> right? Hasty, hasty purchases, hasty business deals, uh, hasty contracts, hasty agreements leads to poverty. But a plan, you know, it's okay to say, hey, I'll get back with you tomorrow. Let me think about this. Let me work up some numbers. Let me figure that. Let me look at a few things first. Let me talk to a few people and let me get back with you. That's why salespeople, right? They want to do, we want you to make a decision right then. They know, they know. Decide right now. Don't leave the building until you just until you sign on contract. You know, car car salesman. We had to buy JT a car recently because obviously many of you saw the the car fire from his previous car, so we had to go buy him a car. And it was actually this one was actually um, for the most part was a good good uh, low pressure deal. But we we visited a few places, and it's you feel it, man. It's like well, they want you to sign before you leave. Just sign you really, you know, make a hasty decision. No, 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 no. We're gonna look around a little bit. Got to be willing to walk away. I told JT that we were sitting at the, uh, the one of the first places we went to. You know, they're going to go r- work up the numbers, right? They went and worked up the numbers. They got to go talk to so and so, right? They went talk to so and so and worked up the numbers, and the numbers weren't there. They weren't. They weren't what we were looking for. And I told JT when the guy walked away, I was like, JT, here's your first lesson in these situations. You got to be willing to walk away. Just got to be willing to walk away. It's like, okay, that doesn't work for us. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll we're going to go look around. And uh, sure enough, guy comes back. Well, he went back once, came back, like, no, this is what we want. This is the number we want. This is how much we want to spend for the car. Goes back, comes back. Numbers had not changed at all. Nothing had changed. Literally nothing had changed. All he did, all he did was add in our down payment. <laughs> so, so nothing had changed. And I was like, no, that's not going to work. We're, uh, we're, 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 we're out. But, but thank you for your time. You got to walk away. Um, the plans of... The plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. A fortune made by a lying tongue, which, by the way, um, you know, you, you guys know this, but 
Never, never tell them what you want to pay per month. <laughs> the worst thing you can do when you're negotiating a car price is tell them what you want your monthly payment to be. Because <laughs> they can work that out. Yeah, you may have to pay for 95 months, but we can get your monthly payment down to $300 or $400 or whatever you want it to be. <laughs> monthly payment? Oh, we can we can figure that out. <laughs> you're going to be paying on it to your for the next 25 years, but we'll get your monthly payment down where you want it. You got to negotiate the price of the car. <laughs> negotiate your trade-in. No, negotiate the price of the car. Don't negotiate the uh, the monthly payment. <laughs> um. Anyway, anyway, that's for that's for that's for you. That maybe you know some of you bought and sold a ton of cars, but some of you may be just starting out. It's just a tip. It's a tip. D don't negotiate monthly monthly payment. Negotiate the price of the car. Um, where are we at? Verse six, a fortune made by a lying tongue is a fleeting vapor and a deadly snare. Yeah. You make money by lying. Guess what? It is, it is not going to last. That's what, that's what Solomon's Proverbs here are reminding us. It's a fleeting vapor. It is it that, that bubble going to bust <laughs> and it's a deadly snare. A fortune made by a lying tongue, mm, it's a vapor. Verse 7, the violence of the wicked will drag them away, for they refuse to do what is right. Mm, they refuse. The violence of the wicked will drag them away. Their own violence will destroy them because they refuse to do what is right. Man, violent, violent, you know, a violent person, it, you know, it, it, it eventually catches up with them, right? Eventually will... It eventually will uh, cost them their own life, or cost them their own future. Uh, violence is not the answer, guys. <laughs> violence is not the answer. Verse 8, the way of the guilty is devious, but the conduct of the innocent is upright. Mm. Like, if you, the guilty, their, their ways are devious, but the conduct of the innocent is upright. A clean heart, man. You're going to live upright. You got a clean heart, you're going to live upright. If you're guilty, you're doing shady crap, your, your ways are devious. <laughs> That's in the Bible somewhere. You're doing shady crap. <laughs> if you're doing shady crap, man, you're guilty and your ways are devious. <laughs> you know, you've seen some people like that dude, man, that dude, his ways are devious, man. That dude, so he's so, he's so riddled with guilt. That brother, he's devious. But the innocent, He's upright. Verse 9. Better to live on a corner of the roof than share a house with a quarrelsome wife. Oh, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Ooh, look out. I, you got to be careful right here. You got to be careful what you, what you say at this point. <laughs> you got you to tread lightly. You got to tread lightly right here on verse, verse 9. Let me take a sip of coffee and think about what I'm going to say. See, I just read about not, not speaking hastily, so I got to be careful. Thank the Lord I do not have a quarrelsome wife. But that's true, right? Better to live in a corner of a roof than to share a house with a quarrelsome wife. Well, there's always strife and division. There's been a lot we've read in Proverbs about that, right? Like, like man, strife and division will destroy the... Uh, a house is not a home where there's strife and division. It's it's a it's a it's a prison. It's a torture chamber. 
brother's like, it'd be better to live in the doghouse <laughs> than to live in the house <laughs> with the quarrelsome wife. You're ready to better to live on the on the on the corner of a roof, out in the elements, in the summer, in the Florida summer heat, than to live in the air conditioned with the quarrelsome wife. I don't know, man. That's pushing it. So I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. To sit outside in the Florida heat, whew, I don't know. That has to be a pretty bad situation. But anyway, you get the point. The wicked, verse 10, the wicked crave evil. Their neighbors get no mercy from them. Mm. Just just showing how man is, you know, it's it's uh, the uh the damage what that wickedness does to uh to their neighborhood, to to neighbors. Wicked crave evil, so they crave evil, so their neighbors get no mercy from them. You know, you, you, uh, the wicked are not good neighbors. Obviously, that's the point. Verse eleven: When a mocker is punished, the simple gain wisdom by paying attention to the wise. They get knowledge. So there's a couple ways you can get knowledge right here, right? A couple ways to get wisdom. Uh, the the simple. Remember, the simple are those who are just immature. They have not yet had enough life experience to accumulate wisdom, so they're the simple. They're usually generally young. So uh, one way the simple can gain wisdom is when they see a, a mocker punished, when they see someone who despises wisdom get what's coming. They can learn from the other person's mistakes from the mo- mocker. And here's another way in that same verse, by paying attention to the wise, they can get knowledge. So if you're young, you're simple. Um, how do I get knowledge? Well, observe the the results, the consequences of mockers and the wicked. Take note, learn from their mistakes, and also pay attention to what the wise people are saying. Man, listen to what the wise people are saying. The counsel of the wise, right? Walk with the counsel of the wise and you'll become wise. That's a proverb too. We read early on in in the Proverbs. Verse 12, the righteous one takes note of the house of the wicked and brings the wicked to ruin. The righteous one, who the Lord, the Lord takes note of the wicked and he will bring them to ruin. Verse 13, whoever shuts their eyes to the cry of the poor will also cry out and not be answered. Mm. Remember, you got to hear what you got to hear the hurts of others. Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you, the golden rule. Verse 14, a gift given in secret soothes anger, and a bribe concealed in the cloak pacifies great wrath. Hmm, a bribe concealed in the cloak pacifies great wrath. A gift given in secret soothes anger. Hmm. Yeah, it does. They, you, you know, bribery does work for a season. <laughs> the problem is, just a, it's a beast that is never finished, right? Once you, once you try to start playing that, you know, it, it, the, the beast. You can't. You got to keep feeding the beast. You you try to bribe someone and or or uh, uh, soothe someone's anger by giving them a gift. Guess what? You're never gonna stop giving gifts. <laughs> You're never gonna stop. It's the, that beast will never be filled. Verse 15, when justice is done, it brings joy to the righteous, but terror to evildoers. Hmm. When justice is done, it brings joy to the righteous, but terror to the evildoers. Our culture is funny right now. Like, we don't, 
you know, we cry for justice. There's so many people who are out crying, quote, crying, crying for justice, but just back up a minute. And most of what they're crying for is what they think is, is uh, fair. Do what I want you to do. Justice for so-and-so, justice for this, justice for that. And I'm not saying these things are not valid in some cases, but do they really want justice or do they just want the authorities to do what they want them to do? Like justice is saying, I want you to do what's fair. I want you to honestly look into this and do what is fair. That, that's justice. But most of the, the cries in our culture for justice is this, a mob on all, whatever side is basically saying, I want you to do what I want you to do our form of justice, our understanding of justice. Before we even know the facts, before we even know what's happened, we have a preconceived conclusion, preconceived idea, a foregone conclusion of what we think ought to happen, and that's what we want you to do. We want you to go through your process and, and come to the place where we are, who, where we are, who have, who have practically none of the facts. But true justice, when justice is done, it brings joy to the righteous but terror to evildoers, because they lose control. Verse 16, whoever strays from the path of prudence comes to rest in the company of the dead. <laughs> wow, that's pretty straightforward. You stray from the path of prudence, you're going to die. You're going you're gonna to find yourself with the company of the dead. Verse 17, whoever loves pleasure will become poor. Whoever loves wine and olive oil will never be rich. Mm. If you, delayed gratification, right? If you just if you love pleasure more than you know than than uh, diligence more than work more than sacrifice uh, more than um, prudence, then you'll you'll never get ahead. If you if you're always impulsive, you're always pleasure 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 instant gratification. I need it right now. I need it right now. If you cannot delay gratification, then you're never going to become rich. You're never going to become financially secure. You're never going to get ahead. You're going to always, you're going to become poor. For most people, the issue with their financial situation is not an income problem. Some it is. Some people, it's an income problem. But for most people, it is not an income problem. You know what it is? It's a spending problem. <laughs> it's the in, It's not the income, it's the spending. Because there are, there are people that have more money or less money than you that have more peace than you. That's things I ha we 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 have to be reminded of. There's there's people that have a whole lot more money than me that have less peace than I have. There are people who have less money than I have that have more peace than I have. It's not about the income. It's about the margin. The margin, the gap between what comes in and what goes out. That gap between your income and your expenses. That gap is margin. Live beneath Repeat, repeat, repeat after me. Let's live beneath our means. Beneath our means. Most people live above their means, way above their means, and they finance the rest, right? They finance the difference. Live beneath your means, and that's the, that's the key to financial peace. Much harder to do than to say, right? <laughs> yes, indeed. Verse 18, the wicked become a ransom for the righteous and the unfaithful for the upright. Verse 19, better to live in a desert. Man, there's another one about women, about wife. Not women, sorry, not women, about a wife. 
but a rough one for the ladies to hear here. Better to live in a desert than with a quarrelsome and nagging wife. Same, same thing for a guy. Better to live in a desert than with a turd of a husband. <laughs> Verse 20. The wise store up choice food and olive oil, but fools gulp theirs down. Mm. Store. You got to store some up. You got to save. That's what that is. Verse 20. The wise, what do they do? They store up. They save choice food and olive oil. But fools, what do they do? Gulp everything down. Everything that comes in their hand, they gulp. But a wise person, you've got to store some up. Save a little bit. 80-10-10, right? 10% to God, 10% to yourself, savings, and live on the 80%. That's a, that's a simple, simple um, uh, rule of thumb to get started. 10% to God, 10% to savings, live on 80%. The wise store up choice food and olive oil, but fools gulp, gulp theirs down. Verse 21, speaking of gulp, guys, uh, 7-Eleven, don't forget about July 11th. Speaking of gulp, big gulps, 7-Eleven, free, free, uh, free Slurpees on 7-Eleven day at 7-Eleven. I'm just a heads up. You just put that in your calendar. Verse 21. Whoever pursues, the right, pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. Pursue righteousness and love. Yeah, let's do that. Verse 22. One who is wise can go up against the city of the mighty and pull down the stronghold in which they trust. Mm. I mean, wisdom can conquer a city, man. Yeah. Those who guard their mouths and their tongues keep themselves from calamity. Isn't that the truth? Man, how many times have I said things I wish I had back? Mm-mm. Just a few minutes ago, better live in a desert than with a quarrelsome, nagging, nagging wife. Man, I shouldn't have said all that. Should just kept on going. <laughs> Guard your mouth and your tongue and keep yourself from calamity. The proud and arrogant person, the mocker is his name, behaves with insolent fury. Mm. The proud and the arrogant, what do we call them? We call them the mockers. That's what the Bible calls them. And they behave with insolent fury. Just ridiculous anger. Doesn't make sense. Verse 25. The craving of a sluggard will put will will be the death of him because his hands refuse to work. What's a sluggard? They refuse to work. I'm not talking about someone who can't work. I'm talking about people who refuse to work. You we all know them. We've all seen them. It's not a matter of ability, it's a matter of uh motivation. They refuse to work. Verse 26. All day long he craves for more, but the righteous but the righteous give without sparing. Hmm. All day long he craves for more, but the righteous give without sparing. They give. The righteous are the righteous are generous. Verse twenty-seven. The sacrifice of the wicked is detestable. How much more so when they, when brought with evil intent? Mm. The actions, so this is not just what they do, but the motivation. The sacrifice, what they do. If you're uh, the wicked person who goes, you know, sacrifices to the Lord, it's detestable. Why? Because their hearts are not right. How much more so when it's brought with evil intent? Mm. Verse 28. A false witness will perish, but a careful listener will testify successfully. God, again, standing, speaking to truth. 
A false witness will perish. Don't lie. A careful listener will te- will testify successfully. Verse 29. The wicked put up a bold front, but the upright give thought to their ways. Yeah, that's another uh, just a recurring theme about the wise, right? The part of what the, the it kind of goes to to uh, tending to your un, your own field, your unplowed field, right? It's plowing your own field. It's uh, part of wisdom is being self reflective, like looking, observing your life, and observing your impact on others. So the wicked, they put up a bold front, but the upright, they give thought to their ways. Which way am I going? Is my direction, am I going in the way I want to go? Is my direction leading in the destination I want to end up? Verse 30, there's no wisdom, no insight, no plan that can succeed against the Lord. Ooh, how about that? There's no wisdom. There's no human wisdom. There's no insight. There's no plan that can succeed against the Lord. Nothing's going to. The Lord doesn't allow it. It ain't going to happen. Verse 31, last one, then we'll pray. The horse is made ready for the day of battle, but victory rests in the hand of the Lord. The horse is made ready for the day of battle, but victory rests with the Lord. Hmm. Yeah, do, you, do what you got to do for the day of battle. Prepare, get the horse ready, whatever you got to do. You got something that you're going after. You got something you want to accomplish. Do everything you got to do to get ready. Get ready for battle. But realize the Lord gives victory. Victory rests in the hands of the Lord. Yeah. Man, good stuff today. Hope you guys enjoyed uh, some of these readings, some wisdom for your life, good wisdom about guarding your mouth and tongue, keeping yourself from calamity, good good guidance about uh, impulse buying and purchasing, you know, about storing and saving. Man, not to, not to, not to crave... Um, wickedness or to crave conflict about plowing your own field, man, it's all good stuff. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for my friends. May you bless and encourage each and every heart. May you apply this wisdom to our heart. May we live it out daily. Whatever my friends have need of today, Lord, may you touch them and bless them in special ways. Let them know they're loved, they're cared for, and that you see them because we know that you do. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you today. Thank you so much for being a part. We'll see you next time as we jump into Proverbs 22. You guys are awesome. You're the best. I love you. Mean it. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.